Hello and what's going on? Welcome to another Panthers Tracks podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Williams, joined in tradition by me, myself, and I. We're podding from a Spartanburg hotel room. I'm still kicking it with two queen beds, even though I put in a request to switch rooms. I was told today after practice that this hotel it has currently negative three king beds available. Negative three. Well, that is about the depth of average target of Sam Darnold's passes as well. I know Sam caught a stray there, but I had to try to get a joke off in the open, and I didn't write or plan that one. So here we are. We're going to talk quarterbacks because that's what we do on this podcast. Uh, Baker Mayfield had another impressive day for the first time. A Panthers quarterback won back-to-back days, one consecutive days. Baker Mayfield, I think, has now – created some separation between him and Sam Darnold in this quarterback competition, which I'll get to. We're going to talk cornerback injuries. Uh, Keith Taylor uh, wearing a red jersey today. Matt Rule saying he'll be out a little bit of time. We'll unpack that a little bit. We're going to talk about the cornerback position as a whole, as we got to speak to both J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson today. And then we'll talk linebackers. Damian Wilson spoke. And I, I just think there's some overall thoughts on the defense that I want to get off. So, uh, we're going to try to keep this to 15, 20 minutes, but you know how well I am at keeping it tight and concise here on this podcast. It's kind of just therapy, opening it up and, and talking to y'all. So as we always do, let, let's start with the quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield today, checking the quarterback tracker on the Charlotte Observer website. Great website. You should visit charlotteobserver.com for all our latest Panthers coverage. We've been tracking the quarterback since day one. And today, Baker Mayfield was 13 of 24, two touchdowns and an interception. Sam Darnold, 17 of 26, two touchdowns and an interception himself. Today, Baker Mayfield ran with the ones. That means he was throwing to the likes of DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Christian McCaffrey, CJ Saunders, while Sam Darnold held down the twos, throwing to the likes of Rashard Higgins, Brandon Zelstra, Terrace Marshall at times, though Terrace and Mark Rashad are kind of rolling with the ones sometimes too. Shy Smith uh, in the slot. And that meant Baker was taking on the one defense as well. You know, quarterbacks, CJ Henderson, Miles Hartfield out there now because they're getting a little thinner. Dante Jackson out there, of course. Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods, linebackers, Frankie Louvu, Damian Wilson. And Darnold had a tough day yesterday as he worked with the ones and played against the one defense. Baker had an excellent day, his most efficient day. I think he only had like three or four incomplete passes. But I ended the podcast yesterday saying that this was an incomplete report on Baker because we needed to see how he played the next day as the practice plan entailed Baker Mayfield throwing against the ones with the ones and Sam Darnold going to the twos. Going forward, Matt Rule said on Wednesday, the plan is, and for the rest of the week, for Baker and Darnold to just alternate playing with the ones. This is exactly the same plan they had last week. And so no surprise there. There's no timetable to name a starter. I thought it was interesting. Matt Rule said about 70% of Ben McAdoo's playbook is in. He hopes by the end of the week, nearly all of it's in, but you know, they'll sprinkle new things in as the season unfolds, of course. All right. So getting to Baker's day, 
Baker Mayfield showed today why the Carolina Panthers acquired him. He showed what the major difference between him and Sam Darnold is, and it's his ability to push the ball downfield and create explosive plays. Matt Rule kind of told on himself today after practice when asked what he's looking for when evaluating the quarterbacks, and he said, you know, mastery of the offense, a quarterback who can not only get us in the right play and have the right answers on a chalkboard, but can also, of course, do it on the field. He said second and most secondly, but also equally important, he wants a quarterback who can make plays. And that's what Baker Mayfield did today. He connected with connected with Robbie Anderson on a 50-yard completion, a deep post uh, during an 11-on-11 team session, play-action pass. Baker Mayfield dropped back, ducked his shoulders with the run fake, something he mastered, perfected in Cleveland. Uh, he's got really nice ball handling back there with the ball, with the football, you know, showing it, concealing it, then standing tall when it's time to throw. He dropped back, hit that plant foot on his right, and just launched a moonshot for Robbie Anderson, who was running a deep post. He split the coverage, stacked his corner, beat the safety to the corner, or excuse me, to the goalpost, and made a diving catch that probably didn't score, but may have been down the one or the two. Celebrated like he scored. Fans went crazy. Robbie celebrated. Really the highlight moment of camp thus far. And the play before that, I think it's important to note that Christian McCaffrey ripped off a 30-yard run. This offensive line is just mauling the Panthers' defensive line right now. Christian McCaffrey, Dante Foreman, Spencer Brown, Chuba Hubbard are really getting what they want. Phil Snow said yesterday to Matt Rule that this is going to be the week they find out if they can defend the run. And right now it's looking like the Panthers can't, which is a whole other topic, which we talked about a little bit yesterday, and we'll see how they keep playing this week, um, but Carolina may want to look for some edge setting help. And I'll leave it at that because some we can talk about tomorrow, perhaps. Um, Baker today, again, as I said at the top of the pod, separated himself from Sam Darnold for the first time. He's won more days than Sam now. I believe he has three wins, two Darnold's two, and then PJ Walker and Matt Corral. I gave a co-champion of Saturday's back together celebration. Uh, Baker also threw a touchdown to Steven Sullivan in the uh, back right of the end zone during a red zone session. Uh, Really nice high intermediately lofted ball that he put over a linebacker and Sullivan was just you know, caught it right on a rope. Nice route by Sully, too. I don't know if anyone calls him Sully. I, I just ripped that out of nowhere. Um, he Baker had a great first 88 minutes of practice. And then came the two-minute drill. And Baker really encapsulated what Panther fans should probably expect for this season if and when he's named the starter. You're going to have your highs. You're going to have your lows. Uh, there's since coming to the league in 2018, no two quarterbacks have thrown more interceptions than Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. But where Baker has the upper hand is he's thrown almost twice as many touchdowns as Sam Darnold in that same span. So I said this on a podcast a couple of days ago, you know, that's, that's the Brett Favre 
ness of Baker Mayfield where, okay, you can kind of live with the turnovers because he's going to put the ball in the end zone enough too. But today to close practice, two minute drill, Baker Mayfield needs to go 70 ish yards with a timeout and less than two minutes to play. And the drive only lasted four reps. Carolina ran four plays before Baker Mayfield threw an interception to linebacker Frankie Louvu. Damien Wilson broke down the play expertly after practice, saying that Carolina's defense was in a too high cover two look. He thinks Baker must have thought Frankie was rushing off the edge, but really he was in drop coverage, where his assignment is to take away that seam, kind of like a hook curl defense. And Baker must have thought Frankie was coming and didn't see him because as soon as he tried to get that ball off hot down the seam, Frankie stepped right in front of it, made a diving interception, completed the catch. Defense went crazy. Um, Quietly, that's the defense's third, the first team defense's third turnover, third interception on a first team quarterback. Two to two from Baker now, one from Sam. Jeremy Chin intercepted Sam on Saturday. Uh, on the first day of camp, I believe Keith Taylor intercepted Baker on a sort of underthrown, perhaps the wind got it, vertical route intended for Keith Kirkwood, who now that I'm thinking, I don't know why he was out there with the ones, but it was the first defense versus Baker and Keith Kirkwood, whatever. Uh, this secondary is getting their hands on some footballs, and that's exactly what Phil Snow, Matt Rule, General Manager Scott Fitterer envisioned when they started crafting this defense years ago. And though it's to the dismay of the quarterbacks, this defense is going to generate more turnovers this year than I think they did a year ago. They're already doing so. But as this point started, that's the the good and the bad you get with Baker. Um, You can live with it because in his defense, it's early the defense is always a day ahead in terms of install. So Baker probably saw a look that he was confident in and then maybe the defense put in their drop coverages today and caught him off guard. You know, there's a lot of inferring we have to do in this job since we're not in the building, obviously, but you know, you would like to see, you just want to see the turnover stop. I don't think we've had a day yet where, either Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield or both don't throw an interception. But we, it's about the highs in training camp. You're supposed to make mistakes. So what is replicable is the explosive plays. And that's what Baker Mayfield and Robbie Anderson put on tape. It was great to see number three, make a play. The ball hasn't come his way a bunch. He had a, should have had a touchdown on Saturday, but Dante had, you know, recovered excellently. And Baker, put the ball a little too far inside, but Robbie showed today. He still has all the burst splitting double coverage. He's getting, he's got some real nice releases off the line. I think Robbie's going to be in line for a nice year. Uh, Tomorrow, like I said, Wednesday, the Panthers are going to rotate Baker and Sam both with the ones Matt rule said, there's no timetable when he was starter. Even if there was one, he said he wasn't going to share it with the media and the public, which I understand. Uh, But again, for the first time, we saw some separation be created between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Can Sam 
have the better day tomorrow and we're back to even perhaps. But Baker showed off his traits today, and Matt Rule said it after practice. He's looking for a quarterback that can make plays. And that's, though for all his warts, that's one thing Baker does. He, he, he can make some plays, especially on script ones. Um, all right. Cornerback, Keith Taylor did not practice today. He came on a red jersey. He's battling a hamstring injury after practice. Matt Rule said that he'll be reevaluated in a week or two, but he had a hammy flare-up, and they're going to hold him out. Uh, the Panthers' cornerback depth is starting to come into question. You know, of course, J.C. Horn was activated off the PUP list yesterday, uh, but he is not participating in team drills yet. So the team signed rookie Devin James this morning just for depth, just to get some guys out there so that they can be try to remain healthy and, uh, of course, not exhaust anyone. The Panthers are deep at corner till they're not. Matt Rule said today what everyone has known, that those top three corners are J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, and C.J. Henderson. He confirmed what I theorized on this podcast yesterday when I and wrote yesterday when I said J.C. Horn is the Panthers' most important defensive player. He's as important to the defense as Christian McCaffrey is to the offense. And he all but confirmed that today by revealing that when all three corners are healthy, the plan is to play Dante Jackson and CJ Henderson on the outside and let JC roam near the line of scrimmage, play nickel. He's long, he's physical, he can defend the run, he can eliminate a slot receiver or even a tight end. I wonder if they're gonna, they're probably gonna put JC on Kyle Pitts this year. Jeez, that's gonna be fun to watch. We remember what Stefan Gilmore did to him a year ago. Uh, and though Steph is, you know, the vet and a lockdown at that, JC's got the, more athletic, just the more natural, natural athleticism. So yeah, that's the plan at cornerback, but they got to be healthy as soon as, and you know, the Keith Taylor injury, then I guess getting to the point of the number four corners, there's a lot of competition there for that four corner spot, you know, uh, Keith Taylor, Stanley Thomas, Oliver, Chris Westry, of course, Miles Hartfield is the favorite there, a guy who they've deployed in the slot a bunch already. Uh, there's going to be a, a lot of competition at, for the number four and five corner spot. And Keith's injury combined with JC not taking team reps has given a lot of these guys who would be four or five, six or seven, a chance to be three, four and five. So that's the bright spot, I guess. And you can never have too many corners. And that's what the Panthers are quickly realizing already in training camp. CJ Henderson is a guy that I want to spend a little bit of time on. I think he's going to have a really sharp year, you guys. I think he's going to have a really nice year. He's been in the hip pocket of DJ Moore consistently when matched up against him. He seems reinvented. You know, Jacksonville just, you know, everyone's aware of the mess going on in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer, they traded him a year ago. They traded CJ a year ago. He was drafted in 2020 to be Jalen Ramsey's replacement. He's still young, uh, only going into his third year. The team doesn't need to make a decision on CJ's fifth-year option until next season. So they've got potentially two more years of control on CJ, which is all you can ask for in a friendly number. And CJ's not this guy who's like – talking, you know, he's going to go out there and shut everybody down, at least to the media. You don't talk like that. Like, 
you know, he's just trying to find himself and play the best football he can. And he's good at keeping expectations low. He said today he he told the media today that he's still learning the position. And when asked why that is, or can he elaborate, he said he played running back in high school, which, okay, that's true, but that was also five years ago. And he's been playing corner at Florida and, and two years in the pro ever since, three at Florida, two in the pros now going into his third year. But I, you know, I kind of respect it. Like, if he's just kind of, you know, you know, promise less and then over deliver is, is what CJ is going to do this year. I, I firmly believe that. Um, Damian Wilson, real quick, what's going on with these linebackers? So Damian Wilson talked today, of course, uh, just got to get this out of the way. Damian Wilson, who was arrested in April, is still facing pending charges on um, an assault charge. His, his girlfriend claims uh, he threatened to kill her and choked out one of her friends and just a very ugly incident uh if you go in and research it yourself you know the details are disappointing and graphic and ugly but in the world of football these things are usually dismissed until or at least covered up until the legal matter takes care of itself until the legal legal matter is resolved. A lot of the times these cases just get dismissed and then we talk ball. And I, I, I probably didn't handle that the most elegantly. It's just difficult to operate in the court of public opinion when, you know, you don't have all the facts and it's, he said, she said, and the team is not commenting on Wilson's situation because it's a pending legal matter. He won't comment on it during the press conference today. He said he he would prefer not to comment. And then when asked a, on a follow-up question, he said, I'm going to, again, decide not to comment. So you have to judge Damien for the, what you're getting on the field right now as we as we talk football and we, we try to separate these two things as challenging as that is. And right now, Damien is getting first-team reps playing next to Corey Littleton and Frankie Louvu. At linebacker, of course, Shaq Thompson not participating in training camp on the PUP list, having a knee cleanup procedure right before camp. And Damian's getting a lot of work at middle linebacker and weak side linebacker. He said he's most comfortable at weak side right now. He was on the field today for that Frankie Louvu two-minute drill interception. And you can say what you want about the Panthers linebackers, but the reality is we don't know a lot about them. I do know that this team is getting ran up on in practice, which of course is a bad sign for the defensive line, but it also means linebackers aren't filling their run gaps and they're not fitting their holding the, their fits or getting off blocks. And that's, you know, that's going to fall on Corey Little and that's going to fall on Damian Wilson. So this linebacker room has a long, long ways to go. I think there's upside and reason to be hopeful that it won't be a disaster, but until Shaq's back and until we really see Damian and Corey Littleton, I, you know, I don't really know how Brandon Smith has been playing. He has not earned any too deep reps. He might be getting some second team reps, but I not even, I don't, I know he hasn't done anything to pop. Uh, so I think this is, this room is really going to come down to Littleton and Wilson 
and Shaq Thompson and Frankie Lugo. I think those will be the four guys that you're going to keep hearing this year. And, you know, the, the goal is to only have two linebackers on the field and most times anyway. So, yeah, uh, fun day of practice. I thought Baker Mayfield and Robbie Anderson had the play of camp. Those two need to have a connection for this Panthers offense to be everything it wants to be. We're seeing the intensity pick up a little bit. Um, you know, there was there was a small pushing and shoving match. Guard Mike Horton, number 66, big number 66, kind of got into it on a run play during team today with a couple guys. Nothing crazy. Uh, the Panthers remain healthy. I mean, I know I just talked about Keith Taylor, but like, you know, the, the Broncos today lost two players to the torn ACLs, one of them being Tim Patrick, their starting slot receiver. Uh, this is a tough league. And in any day, any moment, the Panthers could lose somebody. And I, I hope I don't have to cover that, knock on wood. Uh, but so far, we've seen the intensity pick up. We've seen no devastating injuries. Carolina will be – has a preseason game in less than – no, exactly 10 days by the time you hear this. In 10 days, they'll be in Washington. I got to start booking my flights for this stuff, man. This is this is creeping up. I feel like it was just July a couple days ago. That's <laughs> because it was. It's only August 2nd. But, yeah, a uh, really fun time to be covering the Panthers, to be following the Panthers. This is the most fascinating quarterback battle going on in the league right now. And on top of that, you know, it's not like this is Atlanta about to catch a stray, but it's not like the Panthers are the Falcons right now. I had I read a story this morning on the Falcons – their their head coach, uh, man, I should know this name off the top of my head, Tennessee's former offensive coordinator, Smith. Um, shoot. Uh, it's not Mike Smith. Um, give me one. Riveting podcasting here. Am I saying Tennessee? I'm in Atlanta. Good gracious, man. It's been a long day. Um, Arthur Smith, there you go. I used to love Arthur, the TV show growing up. I also had a wicker chair once. That's a, that's a joke for the homies back at the crib. Um, Arthur Smith had, has had some interesting quotes out of Falcons camp talking about how, I don't give a damn what people are saying about us. Go read reports about the first iPhone that came out. You had tech experts saying that the iPhone would never last. It's an interesting metaphor. I guess Arthur Smith is Steve Jobs in this scenario, and somehow the 2022 Atlanta Falcons are the iPhone. We shall see. I don't know how many people are going to be flying off to Atlanta to uh, purchase Falcons tickets like they were buying iPhones right when they came out. And matter of fact, I know that Mercedes-Benz Dome is going to be pretty empty when most of the year. And I'm not trying to hate on Atlanta. So I, I mean, I really, I'm from Minnesota. I have no dog in this fight. I'm just saying the Panthers are in a really interesting spot in their team history right now. And they have, because they have a roster that is just a, essentially, in theory, a quarterback away from making some noise. And that's what we're going to find out. I can't wait for the joint practices in New England. That, that I'm going to go right from Washington to New England. Living out a suitcase this whole damn month. But 
as long as I stop getting queen beds, I, I won't mind it. I'm gonna pack some sweatshirts next time. Don't worry about that. And before my Slack starts making too much noise, I'm just gonna sign off. So I appreciate y'all for listening. I'm gonna keep trying to do this every day. Uh, apologies if the structure is a little sloppy. I'm, I'm cranking out content the only way I know how, and that is to talk from the soul, speak my mind, impromptu, keep it real with y'all, and just have fun with it. That's what we're going to try and keep doing. So for me, myself, and I, this is Ellis Williams signing off of Panthers Tracks. Until tomorrow, take care, y'all.